Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Press Play Lifestyle Inspired Podcast, where we do interviews with inspiring people like our friend Bill here on topics to help you be your best inspired self. So how are you doing today, Bill? I'm just doing great, you know, enjoying uh, getting on here and talking with you, having some good conversation uh, in the midst of all of this drama that we have going on in the U.S. right now with all of the virus stuff and everybody working from home and everybody kind of locked in. So it's kind of nice, to be honest with you, to see a fresh face. So thank you for doing the audio and video thing. That's nice. Yeah. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. I, I actually love podcasting. It gives me an opportunity to meet people that I otherwise probably wouldn't get a chance to meet. And um, I don't know a lot of, you know, excellent musicians. So I always get really excited when I get to meet an artist. So thank you for being willing to come on our show. Well, I guess we'll find out if I'm an excellent musician or not, right? So that, that's, all, <laughs> that's all perception. Yeah. Uh, well, I, li I liked what I heard so far. Are your um, agent or uh, Michael from M MTS sent over some, some stuff and your website uh -huh. has some nice stuff. So uh, I, I like your vibe. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm just an old hippie, you know. An old hippie. Well, you know, it, I think hippie's coming back, right? <laughs> All we could do is hope at this yeah. point. All we could do is hope that. Yeah. Uh, that, I don't, that, how do you be a hippie in social distancing, though? Uh, well, I think there's all kinds of different ways, right? So, <laughs> you know, I think the challenge within the social distance is using the, the various tools and technology that we have, you know, to stay in contact with everybody. And I don't know about you, but in this particular environment, I'm getting out a lot more emails and, and a lot more chats and a lot more WhatsApps and a lot more texts uh, than in the past. So I think that's a yeah. good thing. Yeah, you know, you're right. Because I, I think I woke up, I cleared my inbox. I try, but I woke up this morning and I'm not even kidding you. Before I woke up, there were like 72 emails in my inbox. And I thought, oh my goodness, what the heck? Like, yeah. do I even know 72 people, Bill? I'm not sure about that. Well, I, I don't know that. Well, I won't make that social statement. I was, I was about to say maybe there aren't 72 people you want to know. So there you go. There you uh, go. <laughs> <laughs> actually, true. when you talk, you talk about email, you know, I have kind of a rule about emails where uh, I have a, I kind of, I call it no red before bed. So uh, in my email inboxes, I have several uh when they haven't been read or looked at, at least they turn red. And so that's my rule. No red before bed. I may not answer. I may not do any kind of response, but I am going to touch them at some point. Nice. So, yeah, that's like my uh, zero inbox. Same yeah. kind of yeah. challenge. I kind of like no red before bed. You know, it rhymes and stuff. It you does. Know, I'm a songwriter. Yeah, there a little you go. more I should, lyrical. I should write a song. No red before bed, right? There you go. I like it. I like it. So, um, so why don't you just like tell the audience though, Bill, a little bit about yourself and, and you know, we talked a little bit before this, some about your family and obviously if people are on the video, they could see you have some guitars in the background. So um, well, just give us a little intro. Yeah, sure. I, I'm really not anything too special. I'm just another guy. Uh, I'm a grandpa. I'm a father. Uh, I do a corporate gig uh, on the side. Uh, and I play a little bit of music and essentially I'm really just a storyteller. And, uh, you know, I think that the best songs or at least the songs that I appreciate the most are the ones that have a story behind them. And there's a little bit of something in there that you can pick up, uh, might be a motivational thing, might be something else, but, uh, maybe a lessons learned, you know, as you can tell, 
Uh, I didn't get the, all this gray in my beard from a bottle, so I may have a little bit of history, yeah, and picked up a few things along the line. And so that's that's really who I am. I uh, I live in a loft uh, in the Kansas City city market area that I built a few years ago. I do have a few guitars. Uh, I have twelve. Um, each one of them is much like your kid, right? You know, so people ask me a lot about my guitars and they say, which one is your favorite? And I said, it depends, right? Yeah, so it's kind of like your kids. Every one of them is your favorite. Each one of them, you might call on for a different thing, you know, maybe a different sound or a different feel or a different task, right? So uh, yeah, but each, my guitars are very special to me. Uh, they're, they're about like me, they're old. Uh, they've got a little bit of love to them. They've got a mark or two on them. They're not exactly pristine. Uh, but uh, each one of them has a story uh, in how they came to be and how they came to be part of my life. So uh, they're very important to me. So. I, I love that. So I, I was talking to um, uh, Corey Coons yet the other day, and we were talking about like your favorite song or favorite guitar. And he made a similar analogy that I said, well, which one of your kids is your favorite? And I was like, I'm not sure I could say that like, publicly and, then, and, it, and it depends right which one's being the best behaved at the moment <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly exactly yeah. so you know when i sit down to play there's uh, uh depending upon the song uh, is which guitar uh, comes off the wall first so yeah, yeah. so do you, you had mentioned earlier before we got on um on the video that you have grandchildren so do your grandchildren like you to play for them in any of songs that you like Yes, they do. As a matter of fact, and it's really cute. So uh, the two grandsons who are now 15 are now starting to get interested in music. So uh, for Christmas this year, one of them got a guitar and the other one, I'm still praying for him, wanted a set of drums. So, um, <laughs> uh, you know, there's all kinds of stories about drummers. But anyway, uh, but the little one, uh, Miss Adeline, uh, when she comes over, the first thing that she wants to do is she wants to sing in the microphone with Papa. So uh, uh, something that people may not know about me, I can pretty much sing the entire Frozen movie if you need, because she can. <laughs> so, That's cute. amazing. Well, and you're a good grandpa then, if you're going to make sure you can sing it with your, with your girl. That's so sweet. Yeah, she's a, she's a cutie. She's quite the thing. So. Yeah. My husband always says, He's like, they're my, they're my princesses, of yeah. course. Yeah. yeah. So, Actually, um, there's a, a lady down in the city market where I live that makes custom dresses. Oh, and, wow. Uh, Miss Adeline might have a few frozen outfits to wear from time to time. Maybe. Just maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So did she see the first frozen or only this, the new one that just came out? Oh, we see them all okay. multiple times right yeah she knows over that, and uh, over and over she knows that papa has them on his tv and she can watch them anytime that she likes so yeah we watch frozen. that's amazing that's yeah, amazing it's cute. It's cute. i love it i love it so um you want to tell us a little bit about your latest album yeah crossing willow creek uh it's an album that has been many 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 years actually in the making um most of the tunes that are on there are really pretty old uh, songs that I had written, um, you know, a long time ago, you know, I kind of took a little break uh, from my, you like that, don't you? That shaking thing. 
uh, I took a, took a little break from my music world when my kids were uh, being raised up. Both my kids, uh, Kristen and Chad, were both big time athletes, division one full ride kids. Uh, and if you know that lifestyle, you do not have time for anything except to traipse around the countryside and, and go to ball games. And so my music kind of took a bit of a break. A few years ago, when they got out of school and uh, their careers ended, my son actually did play a little bit of pro ball. Uh, I kind of looked and said, you know, I've still got these guitars and I never really quit playing and I never really quit writing. I just quit doing it, you know, out in public, right? And so I thought, I just wonder. And so I drug up all these old lyrics that I'd written throughout the course of time and finished up these songs. And I originally went into the studio and recorded uh, a project that was purely acoustic because I'm an acoustic guy, right? Uh, and uh, that was the one that made me realize that I think there might be something here, right? So we had a song on there that won a bunch of awards and a bunch of stuff, right? And so uh, I then went and, and produced another album called Find A Way, which is a far more produced thing and all new tunes. Uh, and then we were actually preparing with the guys that I play with. We were preparing for a live show. And uh, the folks that were putting on the show had requested, they said, Bill, could you play some of your really acoustic stuff, right? And I thought, okay, well, you know, the guys have got to learn it, right? So we're in the studio and we're practicing. And they started doing stuff with it, you know? And uh, I started listening and I'm going, well, that's different, but that's really pretty interesting. And, you know, and so uh, once we finished up that, you know, that series of shows, we went back in the studio and re-recorded uh, that album essentially from start to finish and uh, added a lot more stuff to it, added a lot more texture, added a lot more feel. Uh, I'm very fortunate that the people that I play with in the studio and live uh, are extremely talented musicians far better than me and uh to turn those guys loose you know and just let them do what they do uh, and sit back and watch it it's really an educational thing and uh, uh i really learned a lot but uh, the crossing willow creek album is really a statement so there's a song on there that is called willow creek which is kind of my theme song if you would it's a song that i wrote about where i learned how to play music and literally I learned how to play music sitting underneath a willow tree, okay, in the backyard of my parents' house. And I would go out there and I'd listen to a song and I'd try to figure it out and I'd play my guitar. And then, you know, over time, I kind of got a little bit better and then took a little bit of lessons and then college and, you know, all that. Uh, but Willow Creek is a very, very special place to be uh, because that's really where this whole acoustic vibe that I love came from because that's what I had, yeah. Crossing Willow Creek is taking that acoustic gig, that acoustic world that I live in, and really stepping across that creek and taking it someplace beyond, uh, which I think we accomplished uh, with the Crossing Willow Creek album. So that's, that's kind amazing. Of the story of the song. Yeah, yeah, that's so great. And I, um, one of the things that I find inspiring about music and why I'm always so blessed to have um, artists like yourself on is so many important moments in my life are like soundtracked, right? Like, uh -huh. you know, I got married and that was Lone Star. And when I was, you know, in um, pining over some boy, it was the summer of 69. And, you uh -huh. know, there's all these moments in my life that were infused with this, this live soundtrack. And uh, 
And, and, and so that's like storytelling, but my stories are richer because someone, you know, could put into music the feeling I had that maybe, especially as a teenager, you can't always express yourself. And now I'm a, in my 40s and I still can't always express myself. But a good song, right? A good song yeah. will like pull it out for you. And so yeah, I love sure. Yeah, for sure. I call those songs that meet you at a place, right? Uh, and on each of my albums, of course, all of my original stuff are, are, you know, there's some place in my heart, right? That's part of who I am. But on each of my albums, I always record cover songs, a few, right? I think on Crossing Willow Creek, there are two. Uh, but uh, those are songs exactly like you just said. Those are songs that met me at a place in my life and had an impact on me. And uh, I think that that's really the beauty of music because it can take you to a place in time with just a very few notes. And you go, I remember when I heard that song. I remember where I was. I remember what I was doing. I remember the emotions that it created in me. So um, uh, I'm not so vain to think that I can write all of that. Uh, other people have already done it and they do it far better than me. And so uh, I pick a few of those songs that have met me at a place and record them on my albums. Yeah. That's really beautiful. I've never heard it said that way. I, Cause there's like even some of those places that maybe were not great or that were real challenging. You think of a good song that sort of helped you stay right with yourself. Yeah. <laughs> so you can kind of, you know, move past that. And, but music's a little different now. I mean, when I was growing up, and I, I mean, I can imagine as you as well, there are only so many ways you could get to it. Like, we hear that same song over and over because there's the radio or your parents' record player. Um, there was one that was an eight-track tape that we used to play over and over that we thought was super. It was, back then, it was, it was terrible. It was called, you know, It'd go, you're a rich girl, but you got no money. And oh, it would yeah. say a swear. Yeah. So we thought it was cool because it would swear. But there's only like, you heard it 150,000 times because that, that, and now it's all streaming and things. So how is, how is music different that way? Is it better, different, good, bad? How do you feel about this streaming from like only being able to get it on a couple channels on the radio? Well, I think that it gives you a lot of opportunity that you didn't have in those days. So um, uh, how can I say this in a nice way? Can I quote another artist, right? Of course. Uh, I think that we've been programmed a bit from a musical standpoint into this three minute and five second gig, right? And, and I think it's really affected our musical... Uh, creativity? Not creativity, our musical knowledge. Because if it lasts more than three minutes, we get bored, right? We lose our attention, our attention span. That's the word I was looking for, right? Mm -hmm. Billy Joel wrote a song many, many, many years ago. And I have absolutely no idea how much money this song cost him. Because it was really a statement about the music industry at that time, right? And the song was called, I Am The Entertainer. And now I'm going to attempt to quote lyrics. And so... This would be a good time for thought and prayer. So the, the uh, verse that really jumps out at me in that song is he says, I am the entertainer. Uh, I sing to you my songs. Oh, nope, I already messed that up. I am the entertainer. I come to do my show. You heard my latest record. It's been on the radio. You see, it took me years to write it. They were the best years of my life. 
It was a beautiful song, but it ran too long. If you want to have a hit, you got to make it quick. So they cut it down to 305. Love that line. Uh, and that's the music industry today a little bit, except that now we have so many options. You know, I saw a, uh, a report come out that there are hundreds of thousands of songs released, you know, across the web and Spotify and, you know, all the places that you go a day, every day, you know. And so I think it's great that we have that kind of opportunity and that kind of flexibility to really listen to a lot of different things. Uh, from an artist standpoint, I think it's great because I can throw my stuff out there uh, in a heartbeat, you know. Uh, it's also a bit of a challenge to know who your audience is, you know, because not everybody's going to like my stuff. I understand that. I don't have a problem with it. As a matter of fact, I kind of enjoy it. But who is your audience and what really is the best way for you to stay in contact with the audience so that they can they can see your new stuff and listen to your stuff? So. I think, yeah, I think it's, that's uh, fair. I think that's yeah. marketing, right? Like, yeah, yeah, a little bit of marketing, but I think I think that's the key. You know, that's the key. But I do remember those days. Now I will have to tell you, I was not that guy. Uh, I didn't listen to the radio all that much. I bought albums, and uh, uh, I was fortunate that I was able to do that. And so instead of just hearing the one song on the record on the album, I listened to the whole thing and tried to understand that there was a theme behind what they were doing. You know, I see uh, great musicians and great songwriters as artists, and they're painting a picture. They're painting a picture. And part of that picture is the songs, but the rest of it is the album. And so uh, a lot of the, the cover tunes that I do are, are songs that are maybe a little bit deeper in the albums than what you heard on, you know, Top 40 radio. Yeah, I think that's true. My, my mom, when I was growing up, my mom's young. Um, she's only in her 60s. And uh, I, I just remember even the covers that stand out to me. There was like, um, that were hers, but there was like a Bob Seger album she had and the Eagles and Boston. And, uh, and she also, she was, she was into kind of a rock kind of vibe, but the album itself, it was like art. Just even yeah. the cover was this thing of beauty and and we listened to the whole thing too there's none of this like she, you don't want to wear out the record you know right <laughs> and we didn't want to do the same the same one all the time but i i just remember my mom had just this stack that they're like dominoes but thinner right so there's so many of them and she'd fin through and know what song she wanted for mm -hmm. that current you know place that she was at and but it's just great just that great feeling of um like the art like and i yeah. think that it's that's amazing uh yeah. what inspires you most really about the music industry uh good question uh the music industry is it's a business you know and i'm a business guy i mean i do a corporate gig i've been doing it for 42 years so i have a little bit with an international company right so i have a little bit of a business vibe uh, and music is a business and, you, and it has to be treated that way. Uh, but it's art and art and business don't necessarily meld too well. Right. Uh, so I think that you have to have a little bit of two sides of the coin. You know, there's the artistic side and then there's a little bit of the business side. Now I'll be honest with you with my music because I don't necessarily rely on it for income. Uh, I have the ability to say, 
I'm going to focus a heck of a lot more on the artsy side and I'll do a little business stuff over here. Right. Yeah. Uh, A lot of people don't have that option, you know? And so with all the technology that we have today and the ability to reach out and have face-to-face conversations effectively, if you would, uh, with so many different people, you know, I think that that artists really need to take advantage of that and uh, really use that because again, I think it's who you are. Uh, as an artist, and and if people like who you are and they like what you're doing, they're going to follow you and they're going to check you out, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're trying to be pretend to be somebody else, uh, that's another whole discussion. But uh, I think I think that's you know that's the important thing to be be yourself, throw it out there. If people like it, great. If they don't, you had a good time doing it, right? Yeah, I think that's yeah. that's an interesting distinction. I have a friend that's a visual artist, so he does a lot of amazing painting. And um, he can't not paint, right? It's literally part of his bones and his blood and who he is. But because he has a different business job, right? He's a graphics artist. It allows him to paint what he wants to paint. And if it sells, he's like, great, right? And if it doesn't, he's like, I I got to paint. And um, I think that that's, that's now one of those things that I think is a little different is it used to be super important to have music in schools and art in schools and, and write, you know, poetry and all these things. And we kind of got rid of some of those programs and to get more of math and science because we're behind. But you know, when right now, when you look at what's going on, a lot of us are kind of cooped up. Who's coming out and doing like afternoon shows, right? I mean, I think Elton John's going to be doing something coming up soon. Yeah. People are turning back to the things that we always went to for trying to deal with emotions that we couldn't really deal with. So I hope it's a, a helpful resurgence for art to be sometimes seen as just art. Yeah, um, no, I think it's really healthy in, in, in this, you know, lovely cooped up environment that we have, right? I've noticed that a lot of my musician friends are doing some really cool things, right? Of course, they're revenue is gone right this is what they do full-time as a living they there's no clubs open there's no concert venues open they're not working so they've come up with creative solutions which i really appreciate and they're doing this live stream thing right so you can go you know they'll have some live stream concert you know and then they'll have their donation button at the bottom and i think that is fantastic uh and you know i certainly try to get to as many of those and chime in and say thanks you know uh, because it's great entertainment and, and you're seeing them uh, in their own environment. You know, yeah, I was going to ask if that was a different vibe because I, I know when I, I remember going to a place in Austin, Texas, was a just this little hole in the wall. The floor was even dirt, which I, I'm from the Midwest, so that's a little different <laughs> for us. And the man, there's a man sitting on on there just plucking away. It was like some acoustic music. He was just blew me away fantastic no idea who he was he had no mark like, there's no marketing there's no promotion he was kind of open mic night the guy was fantastic um and then i did run into him and seen him kind of at a show and it was a super different vibe he yeah. was kind of he was dressed different like he had a t-shirt and jeans on in the in the pub right uh-huh. but out of that it was more produced and i thought uh-huh. oh wow that's that's a, even the vibe was different how cool so now maybe we get a little more of you guys from yeah. here. No, I, I think it's great. So one of the things that, uh, uh, you know, again, I, I don't necessarily rely on the music gig to make money, 
right? Yeah. It's nice that it pays for itself and all that stuff, but it's not, you know, critical to me. Most of these folks are. So they're doing all this live stream stuff and they're getting all kinds of people involved. You know, it's like a big chat room and, you know, people are having fun and, oh, can you play this? I've got uh, one set of friends of my fantastic musicians. They record with me from time to time and they have over 650 songs that they play. And they'll do a live stream thing and you just request a song and they just start playing them right down the list. I mean, it's unbelievable. Uh, and so that to me is, is number one, a, a testimony to their talent, but it's also fun. They make it a lot of fun. Uh, I, so I'm trying to do a very similar thing, but different. Uh, again, I don't want to get in their kitchen because they need all, all the people they can uh, to get into these live streams and donate to them to help them stay viable, you know, through this next, you know, months uh i fear that uh that we're going to be cooped up so uh one of the things that that is really important to me is small businesses so like i mentioned i live in kansas city i live in the kansas city city market and so there are tons of small businesses around me that i rely on every day it's where i get my food it's where i get my drinks it's where i meet people it's you know restaurants it's you know all that and I'm very concerned about them during this time because they're going to, they live on foot, foot traffic, right? So what we've decided to do, and I had this discussion with my daughter who uh, uh, helps me with some of this marketing stuff, right? So her, her thing. Um, and we've decided to do a completely different thing, but it's the same. So we have what I'm calling the coronavirus sessions. And effectively what I'm doing, as you can see behind me, uh, I'm making videos, right? So I'm taking requests from people, right? Bill, I want you to play this song. And in response, I'll sit, I'll make the video. It's not that big a deal. I'm going to play anyway. Just put, turn the buttons on, right? Uh, but what I would like for them to do in, as for their request, donate to a local. Doesn't have to be mine, right? Oh, Doesn't nice. have to be the people that I live around, right? But find a local business that is really struggling in this time, whether it be you know, a bar, restaurant, whatever, and do something to help them out. Go online, order pickup, right? Go online, buy a gift card, right? Go to their website, buy something from their website, help them try to survive, you know? Yeah, I love uh, that. So we, yeah. we did something similar with the um, podcast is every one of our guests, we asked them, you know, what's your favorite nonprofit? And so we try to help the nonprofits, but I really love that. It's kind of like small business Saturday sort of thing where, yeah. but you're, but you have this wonderful gift that you can, you know, share with others. So if you have a, if you have a lineup or a link, or if it's on your website, let me know, but we'll definitely let everyone know about, you know, the, the small business support that you guys are doing. Cause that's, yeah. that's a really cool thing you're doing there, Bill. I like that. Well, it's, kind of, it's kind of fun. It's kind of fun. And the best place to hit me up is on the Facebook page, right? Okay. So okay, we, we launched this about uh, four days ago, right? Wow. At this point. And uh, I have a list, a list of requests from people, which is great because they're all supporting, right? Whether I could actually get all those songs played or not, you know, and I do, I'll just say it right. I do have first right of approval, if of, of refusal. If you call and say, Bill, I'm going to donate 10 bucks and I need you to play Sweet Home Alabama, sorry, that ain't going to happen, right? Stairway to Heaven, no, right? <laughs> Hotel California, no, right? It's me and a guitar, right? So let's yeah. think, think about that, right? 
but I've gotten some very interesting requests and, and it's really a bit challenging from a musical standpoint because these are songs I don't play. So it's kind of fun. It's kind of fun for me and I'll kick out a video and throw it out there, throw it out on Facebook and YouTube and people get a kick out of it. So, you know, it's yeah, kind you of fun. Yeah, you have a YouTube channel too, right, Bill? I, I've been on yeah. your YouTube channel. Are you going to yeah. be putting some of your your stuff out there that you did? Yeah, there's one now. Okay, I haven't. I was there last week, so I have to get back out there and check it out. Yeah, yeah. I think I put one out there now, but I'm calling the CV sessions, coronavirus sessions, right? Nice. And so I'll get to all those. I think I've got four or five made now. Like I said, I just started doing this, but I'll upload them into YouTube, and people can go out there and see them. So uh, it's awesome. fun for me. I'm going to practice anyway, you know. So why not? You know, I've, I've got the gear, I've got the equipment. Just turn on the thing and you know, play a song. It's kind of fun. And oh, I'm having a good time awesome. with it. That sounds so fun. Yeah, I bet people are going to love it. I, yeah. I know they are. Yeah, hopefully your the music locals. is great. Oh, thank you. Thank You're you. You're welcome. So is there anything you'd like to um, leave the audience with or any parting words before we wrap it up today? Well, I guess I could go a couple of different ways with this. Uh, number one, go listen to my music. If you don't like it, that's fine, right? Uh, you may know somebody who may like it. So share that out there. That's always a good thing. Uh, you're going to post up the websites and all that junk, so I don't have to talk about all that. But uh, do yourself a favor in today's times, right? This is a crazy, crazy, crazy time. Um, something that we've certainly never been through. Uh, and be creative, you know. I see so many people doing so many creative things. We've got distilleries all over the country right now that are retooling and making hand sanitizer because that's a need. You know, we've got folks that are making masks at home. We're doing what Americans do, right? We're doing what we as a society can do to help each other along. Of course, there's the crazies out there, but that is what it is, right? But if you look at what you could do, how you could add value in this craziness right now, figure it out and do it. Just figure it out and do it, you know? And uh, uh, last comment, and I put it at the end of every one of my CV videos that I'm making, right? Yeah, please wash your hands. Give yourself a chance, man. <laughs> Go wash All your right. hands. All right. Well, thanks so much, Bill. I look forward and please keep in touch. We'll definitely share some of your videos out there. Okay, cool. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.